So today is Daf Chavches. We are continuing on the bottom of Daf Chavzayin Amid Beis with the Gemara discussing uh, the Tamidim asking the Rebbe why they merited a long life. The learning tonight should be Aschus Lili Nishmas Aaron Kaifman Ber Reb Yitzchak. Shalu Tamidim Veser Pei Der Pei Des Tamidim Asked Bamerachti Yamim. Why were you zayichet to live a long life? Amalem he said to them Yamai in all my days. Loi Kadmani Adam the Beis Medrash. I never. No one ever came earlier than me to the Beis Medrash. Loi Berecht Tilef Nei Kayin. I never said Berkas Hamazon when there was a Kayin. Loi Chaltim Behemal Shloi Humer. Matli say, I never ate from an animal that the gifts that belonged to a kayan had not yet already been separated. You're not allowed to eat from an animal that the matnas kuhuna had not been separated. If you eat from such an animal, it's like eating tevel, the less hilchazakavase. However, we don't pass him like him. Repreta said he never benched before a kayan. So, that means that this is a good thing. Any tamachacham where he allows a even a kain gadol amaritz to bench before him, I say tamachacham chayv misa. He's actually chayv misa. Shnemar kol mesanai avu maves that all those that hate me, meaning hate the Torah, love death. I'll take mesanai ella masniai those that cause others to hate me. In other words, if you allow an amaritz to go kain to go before a tamachacham, then it shows people a lack of that they don't have to respect learning Torah, that someone who is kind of Torah is not, uh, is not worthwhile and then it's going to cause people to hate Torah. So the Gemara says, how could Rav pray to do this? The Gemara says, When did Rav pray to let a kind go first? When the kind was also Tamachacham, but if the kind was Amaretz, he went first. They asked him, why did you live a long life? I never derived any benefit or honor when someone else was losing. I never went to bed with someone angry at me, angry at someone else, sorry, and I was very liberal with my money. I never took honor from the shame or from the loss of my friend. Like the story of Rav Huna was carrying, he was carrying a shovel. So Rav Huna came to him and he says, Rebbe, let me carry it. You shouldn't be carrying a shovel. Rav Huna said to him, if you normally carry shovels and it's not beneath your dignity, fine, then Dari, you could take mine. But Viloy, but if you normally don't carry shovels and the only reason you want to do it is to save me, embarrassment, you see, honor my honoring me through your uh, degradation, like Nicholi, I don't want. In other words, that's an example of not wanting to be honored by someone else's loss, even though that person might be lower ranking than you. I never took my friend's curse to bed with me. When he would go to sleep, and he would say, I forgive anyone who has troubled me. And that's the equivalent of what we say before Amapil. There's a paragraph there that says, That paragraph is the equivalent of basically that you forgive anyone who did you harm. I was liberal with my money. Eov was very giving with his money. He would leave the shopkeeper an extra money. He would leave a tip. Shal Rabbi Akiva from the Chunya Gadol. Rabbi Akiva asked from the Chunya. Bamerach Yamim. Why did you live a long life? Asu Gavzei Kamachule. The servants came and they hit Rabbi Akiva. Salik Yosef Arishi Didikla. He climbed and sat on top of a date palm to run away from the servants. Amalei Rabbi Akiva asked him from the top of the date palm. Rabbi Imnamar Keves Lamanamar Echad. If it says already a lamb, why does it say one? Why does it say Keves Echad? Amaluhu. So the Chunya said to the servants, Suvamir Abanu. He's a Tamachacham. Leave him, Shavkua, leave him alone. Amalei. So Reb Chunya then said to Rabbi Akiva, answering his question, The inclusion of one means that it should be the most perfect of the, the most uh, desirable of the other lambs.
So the servants hit Rabbi Akiva. They did, obviously they didn't know he was Rabbi Akiva at that time. He was young. And so they thought that he was being trying to be disrespectful and be, and be jealous of Rabbi Nechunya. But once Rabbi Akiva showed Rabbi Nechunya that he knew how to learn, Rabbi Nechunya got his servants to leave him alone. So Amalei Rabbi Nechunya now responds to Rabbi Akiva why he lived a long life. He says, I never accepted a gift. I never insisted on if somebody uh, um, um, uh, uh, harmed me, I never made sure that I got them back. And I was very liberal with my money. Now, like I never accepted a gift. When they sent him gifts from the Nasi's house, he wouldn't accept them. When they invited him to a banquet, he wouldn't go. We would say, Is it not? Uh, don't you want that I live? The one who hates gifts is going to live. When they would send him gifts from the Nasi's house, like Havashakal, he wouldn't accept them either. Also, when they invited him to a banquet, he would go. They are honored by my presence. So here, it's a different cheshman, because he's saying that since they're benefiting more from my presence, it's more than I'm getting from them by, 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 by going. The said, I never uh, took... Retribution against anyone, measure for measure. Anybody who has a right to uh, uh, take revenge or, or take uh, nekama and doesn't. Uh, God removes all of his averas. He forgives averas. Uh, and passes over pesha, those that are done intentionally. Who does God forgive? Somebody who, uh, 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 when there's a pesha against him, he is over, he doesn't uh, take nekama. Why do you live a long life? You, 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 you don't like the fact that I'm li- lived a long life? So Rebbe said, no. Rebbe, it's Tyra, I need to learn. I need to learn from your example what you did to copy you. He said, I never looked at the face of a Rasha. You're not supposed to gaze at the face of a Rasha. Or not that I... Uh, 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 esteem the uh, face of Yoshafat. Uh, I, uh, 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 I would never even look at you. So Elisha said this to Yehiram. Yehiram, who was the son of Achav, he said, Yehiram, you're a Rasha, but if Yoshafat was not here, I wouldn't even look at you. Meaning that you don't look at the face of a Rasha. says, that if you look at a Rasha, your eyes become dim. When he got old, his eyes became dim. Why? Because he was looking at Esav. Is it looking at Esav that caused him to, to become blind? The curse of an ordinary person should never be a, a small thing in your mind. Because Avimelech was a head yet cursed Sarah. Why? Because he said, and it came, it came true. With her child, why? Avimelech said that um, 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 that regarding the gift of the thousand silver pieces that he said, he said it's a garment of honor for you. So it's going to be a covering of the eyes because Avimelech was cursing Sarah since Sarah deceived him by making believe she was Avram's sister. So Avimelech cursed her that she should become blind. Her eye, her her eyes should also be. Um, 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 lack, lack clarity. And so that's why he became blind. So why are you telling me that it's because he looked at Esau? It's both looking at Esau and the curse of Avimelech that caused it. Rav Amar. Rav says another source that you're not supposed to look at a Rasha. You learn it out from over here in Mishle. It says, To regard the face of a Rasha is not good. Okay. 
Bishas Pitirasa, back to Rebbe and Rebbe Shua ben Karcha. So Bishas Pitirasa, when Rebbe Shua ben Karcha was was leaving, Amalei, Rebbe said to him, Rebbe Berchani, Rebbe, give me a bracha. Amalei, he ratzon shetagia lechatzi yamai. Maybe God's will that you live half my life. So Rebbe asked him, hold on, and not all of it. Meaning uh, he's he's going to die now, and he lived a very long life. So why didn't he give his son, his 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 Talmud a bracha that he should live the same amount of years? Amalei, Rebbe Shua said, Habayim acharecha behema yiru. Those that follow you should graze the animal. Meaning he was referring to the fact that Rebbe was the Nasi, and if Rebbe's going to live a long life, his children are never going to become the Siyam. They're going to be, he had Yoitim their whole life, they're going to be common people. So, Avua bar Ihi uminyamin bar Ihi, so Avua and Minyamin, who were the sons of Ihi, praised, each one praised themselves for, for something. Charamar one said, Tehsili, I'm going to be rewarded in Olam Haba. I never looked at a guy who worships Avodah Zarah. Charamar the other said, Tehsili, I'm going to get rewarded in Olam Haba. I never formed a partnership with a guy. Okay. Shalu Tamid Ves Rebzeira, they asked Rebzeira, Bamerach, why do you live, Zaycha, to live a long life? Molem, he said to them, Yamai, like, Badati Besach Besi, I never got angry at her in my house. Like, Saadati Befnei Misha, Godomi Meni, I never walked in front of someone who was greater than me. Vloy her hearty, but Voice Atunavas, I never thought about Taira in a filthy walkway. Vloy Alachti Dalaramas, Boy Terrible at Philan, I never went four Amas without wearing Taira, without. Learning Torah or wearing tefillin. I never slept in the base medrash. Not a nap. Or a full sleep. I never got happy when I saw uh, my friend, my fellow stumbling. I never rejoiced in the in the fall of my enemy. I never called my friend by his nickname, a derogatory nickname. And some say by his surname, if he, the, the the last name had some sort of negative connotation. Okay, next mission of Yadam Rabbi Yehuda Rabbi Yehuda also said basically Nasser Shechar Avashul that became ruined, um, but it still has its kedusha. A maspidim b'soichi you now let to say a hespid for a regular person there. Obviously in Tamachachim you can. Vein mashpilim b'soichi avalim you now to twist ropes in it. It's a bizayin. Vein b'hayishen l'soichi mitzudas you can't spread nets in it. Vein shoytchan al gagai peiras nor spread out fruits on it to dry. Vein oisin oisik kapadendri you can't turn it into a shortcut again because there's still some level of kedusha even though the shul is been abandoned. Shenamar. As it says, God says that I'm going to make your holy places desolate. But even though they are shimaisi, even though they are shaymeim desolate, but nevertheless mikdashaychem, they're still referred to as holy, and therefore you see that even when they're in ruins, they still have a level of kedusha. If grass already is growing there, she shouldn't uproot them in the agmas nefesh in order to make people upset at the fact that there's grass and there's weeds growing in the shul. Uh, conduct yourself with kalas rice, lightheaded, in a in a um, in a shul. In oichem you can't eat there. In choice you can't drink there. In neosem you can't adorn yourself in them. In mitaylim behem you can't. We'll just take a stroll in them. In nechnasim behem bechama you can't go in there to cool off from the sun or b'ksham ne'agsham or to escape the rains when it's raining. They must be the man hespital yachid, and you can't give a hespit for a regular person. Avokayrin behem you could read. Uh, uh, in them. You could learn Rabim. You could say a public husband there, and that refers to someone who is a tamchacham. when when they are inhabited, meaning when they're still being used as shuls But when they are desolate, you could leave them. You should leave them rather. Let the grass and the weeds grow there without uprooting them. So, so in order to create agmas nefesh, so Rabbi Yehuda says that if there's grass, uh, you let it grow. Who, who said anything about grass? So the Gemara says, The Bryce is missing words. This is what it means to say. You sweep 
the shul that's being inhabited, marbitsa nice, and you cause the dust to settle. You sprinkle water there so that, it, again, making it look nice. So that you, the weeds and grass don't grow in the floor. When do we say that you do this? Only when they're being used. But if they are desolate and nobody uses the shul anymore, you don't take these steps of sweeping it and sprinkling water there, but rather you let the grass and the weeds grow. And once they grew, you shouldn't uproot them in order to create grief. Rashi explains that the reason for the Akmas Nefesh here is that you want people to be upset that their shul is not being used anymore and they'll daven talk on the Shabbat to restore the shul. The shuls in Bavel were all built on Tanai. That you could use it for general use. You can't uh, be lightheaded here. And what is considered Kalas is making some sort of calculations, like doing business calculations there. Amr Basi, and therefore, uh, those based, but they can see also, it would be mutter to eat and drink in them, for example. Amr Basi, where they do calculations, Malina by eventually, it's going to have a mace stay there overnight. Malina in the Talkadaitach, you really think that corpses are going to be staying there overnight? Lois Sagi Dilavachi? Does it have to be like this? Elus Shalino by Mace Mitzvah. No, ultimately, a Mace Mitzvah is going to be housed there, right? You're not going to actually take a corpse that, it, that, that, that you know who it belongs to and put it into the shul, but rather a Mace Mitzvah is going to end up there. So since the Mace Mitzvah has no one to bury them until they uh, come up with a place to bury the person, they're going to have to store them in that shul. They You don't adorn yourself there. No, but for Tamid Chamim and their Tamidim who who stay in a shul, they can adorn themselves in a shul. Why is a Bismedish called Bey Rabbanon? Bey the Rabbanon. It's like their home. They spend a lot of time there and therefore they can adorn themselves there. You can't escape into a shul to escape from the heat. Or in the rain, uh, when it's raining, run in there to be saved from the rain. Ravina and Ravasa, Ravada Barmasna were standing and asking a question of Rava. Asa Zilcha Dimitra, it started to rain. Ailebe Kanishta, they ran into the shul. Amri, they said, to justify what they were doing. Haida Alina Be Kanishta, that which we went into the shul. Amishum Mitra, it's not because of rain. Amishum Dimishmaita Ba'a Silusa Kiyamadistana, is because we need. Clarity, we're trying to come up with a halacha, we're trying to paskin halacha, and for that we need clarity, so it's not that we're worried about getting rain, it's wor- we're worried that we're getting messed up about the halacha, and for that, you're allowed to go into a shul for it. If you need to call someone out of shul, my, what should you do? Amalei, you said to him, Go into the shul, say a halacha, and if he's a Student of Mishnah, Lema Masnisa, you should say a Mishnah of Ikarehu. And if he's a, if he only knows Psukim, Lema Psukim, let him say a Pasuk and Chumish Viloy. If he doesn't know any to do any of these things, Lema Le Yanuka, you should tell a child who's there, Emily Psukich, tell me over something you learned. Inami Nishi Portavanekum, stay in the shul a while and then get up and leave. So this is guidelines for somebody who needs to go into a shul and he's not going into Davin, he's let's say going in to get someone out or for some other purpose, he should do one of these things, learn the halacha there or talk to someone in learning and in that way or hang out there a while before leaving. You could give a public hasbid. What does it mean a public hasbid? Like the... Like the um, um, a hesped where Rav Sheshis is present. Machve Rav Sheshis, Rav Sheshis motioned, saying, going to speak to the Kaiba Rav Chizda, like to say, if Rav Chizda is going there, meaning it's a, it's a, it's a great person that's being eulogized. Rav from Aspadele Chalasi Bebe Kanishta, Rav from eulogized his daughter in law in the shul, Amar Mishimikar Didio Demise, because in my honor and the honor of, of her, Asakuli Alma, everyone's going to come, and that's considered a hesped shall rabbin. 
Reb Zera Safti Lehumir Rabbanu Beikinishto. Reb Zera once said a hesped for a young Talmud Chacham there in the Shul. Amar he said Imishumikara Didi. If it's either in my honor Imishumikara Didi Demasay or because of the Talmud Chacham that died, also Kuliyama everyone's going to come and therefore it it qualifies as a hesped Shalrab and we could do it in the Shul. Reish Lakish Safti Lehud Surva Mir Rabbanu. Reish Lakish once gave a hesped for a young Talmud Chacham to Shchich Barad Yisrael who used to come often to Yisrael to have a tani hilchsa pechavtal etchurasi tor alachas the twenty four rows of Talmidim. Said, Woe to us, the land of Klai, the land of Eretz Yisrael has lost a great man. There was a Tamchacham who learned Halacha, Sifra, Sifri, Taisafta, Vishachav, and then he died. Also, they came and told Rav Nachman that he died. They said to Rav Nachman, Please say a husband. Amar, Hechin, this day. He said, How should I give a husband? What can I say about him? Should I say, Woe? A basket full of books has been lost. So Rabbi Nachman's point was that even though this person memorized a lot of Torah, but he didn't fully comprehend it and he wasn't able to analyze it and he wasn't able to, uh, to um, reconcile any time they were steers. He just memorized. It was like a book. So the Gemara says, and therefore Rabbi Nachman did not want to give a hesped. So the Gemara now compares, Look at the Tamidim, like Reish Lakish, who were removed from the people. They didn't fully... Uh, engage with people versus Rav Nachman that understood people a little better. Tanan Asim, we learned in a Mishnah elsewhere. If somebody utilizes the crown of Tyre is going to leave this world. What does that mean? Someone who uses a Tamachacham to do services for him. That's, that person is the crown of Tyre. Person should utilize somebody who only learned four of the six Chalik of Mishnah. And not utilize someone who has taught the four Siddharim of Mishnayevsky. Oh, like in this incident, the Rish Lakish was once traveling on the road. Mata Urkama de Maya, he reached a pool of water, couldn't cross it. A guy came along, put Rish Lakish on his shoulders, and ferried him across the water. Amalei Rish Lakish asked him, Karis, do you know Tyra? Amalei Karina, yes. Tanis, do you know Mishnayevs? Tanina, our boss, said to Mishnah, he said, I learned four of the Siddharim of Mishnayevs. Amalei said to him, Pesaltalach, I bought two revitant bar lokish akaspach. You carved out for yourself knowledge of the four, uh, the four chalakim, uh, four, four chalakim of Mishnayos. Now we're referring to Moed Nashim and Nizikin, which are relevant nowadays, and also Kachim, because someone who learns Kachim, it's like he brought a, he's like he brought a um, a carbon. So that's why four of the six are being mentioned here. So he said, so Rosh said to him, you carved this out, vitant bar lokish. And you carry the son of Lakish on your shoulders. Throw the son of Lakish into the water. The man said, It's a pleasure for me to serve you. So, so Rish Lakish said, If so, if you persist, then learn something from me. So at least you'll be, be considered my Talmud, and then it's okay to make use of you. The women of Yisrael accepted a Chumrah on themselves. Even if they see a drop of Damnida, uh, the size of a mustard seed, they wait seven clean days before going to a mikvah. Meaning that even though they don't know if it's Nida blood or Ziva blood, which would require, one would require seven days, one wouldn't, they nevertheless makbid to wait seven days. The yeshiva of Elio taught, Kalashana Lachs, anybody who learns Halachas, Muftach Huban is assured that he's going to go to Elam Habash, Namar Halichas Elam Loy, the ways of his world are his. Al Tegre Halichas Ella Halachas, someone who learns Halachas, Elam Loy will gain Elam Habu.